Welcome to the broadcast. Today I'm talking to Tommy Hansen from the Danish Insurance and Pension Association about the long-term impacts of COVID on insurance. Hi, I'm Joram Elsas from Fris and I'm talking to Tommy Hansen. He's a senior consultant at the Danish Insurance and Pension Association and uh, they represent about 95% of the insurance and pension companies in Denmark. Uh, today, Tommy and I will talk about the impacts of COVID on insurance. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Joram. So, uh, I guess that um, we don't need to talk about the situation uh, in Europe with regards to the coronavirus, but I'm very interested in the uh, situation regarding to insurance. Can you tell me a little bit about the impacts that you see uh, on insurance? Well, we, uh, as it is right now, we're only beginning to see a little bit of impact, but we think that this will grow as um, <clears throat> the COVID moves on, uh, especially maybe on the, on the personal injury side. Uh, we will see um, more long-term effects of uh, COVID, and many of them only with uh, what we call subjective symptoms non-measurable symptoms such as uh, headaches, uh, PTSD, anxiety, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I think there will be more of these uh, cases where people would want uh, to have some sort of, of compensation from their insurance companies or pension companies. But it's, it's, it's too early right now. Uh, but there is, a, there is a rise, and we can see when we monitor uh, for instance, social media, that uh, <clears throat> the emergence of Facebook groups that are closed uh, where people discuss these things uh, in, in uh, not only in Denmark, but I think also in the whole Scandinavia. Uh, so the, these groups, one of them, the biggest one, is, uh, was started in June of this year, and it already has 8,000 members. And uh, in these Forums, uh, people exchange uh, case stories uh, and experiences, but these forums can also be used for uh, would be uh, fraudsters to to soak up ideas and how to you know uh, get one over on the uh, on the insurance companies as to how how you how you can you know uh, pretend that you you have uh, after effects you 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 would have had to have had COVID, obviously, but, you know, uh, to, 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 to try to benefit from this. I think we will see more of that. I, we don't know how much, but we, I, I definitely think there will be some, some cases. A lot of them will be real, but a lot of them, or some of them will also be fraud. All right. So, so fraudsters will actually get their inspiration based on uh, real-life experience for people who suffered from Corona. <laughs> Yes, with when you 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 have these in other groups as well. You know, when people people join up in these uh, and join these these forums in in, in, in social media, uh, and then you have uh, you see that a lot of claims will be very similar uh, to to each other. So so it's, it's it's very and it's always very hard to disprove because. Most of these symptoms are only uh, subjective. There are no objective uh, things that you can see. People are not missing an arm or a leg or, or, or 
stuff like that. So this is uh, a little bit like uh, when you have uh, whiplash. You can't see a whiplash, uh, but you can feel it if you have a whiplash. Yeah, and it's a very a common base for fraud, of course. So uh, it's very hard. But what do you recommend to insurance companies? How, how well, can they deal with this type of fraud? No, what 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 they they, they what they have, of course, you you can you can try to monitor, amongst other things, these forums and see, and and then try to get uh, some sort of uh, overview from. A cooperation between the, the companies, not to the specific cases, but to the mythology uh, used. And, and uh, as a, from from the onset, as an insurance company, of course, you have to believe that the the, 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 the customer is telling the truth. But if you can, if it's proven that he's not or she is not telling the truth, and you can put this this case aside and and leave it for uh, you know, and you can you can then compare with other cases that are similar. Uh, but I think this will be an area uh, that that will be because of a lot of the big money is always or has always been in personal injury. Um, property and casualty. Uh, I think we will see more um, uh, a rise of uh, damages to property or inventory, or especially struggling businesses in the, like uh, in, in the restaurant uh, business and or bar segment. Uh, uh, as <clears throat> as you know, when 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 they have restrictions on how many patrons you can have, some businesses will will struggle very much. And then we've seen in other countries uh, like us, like in Germany, that people start inventing damages to uh, either to uh, to uh, uh, how do you say stocks and and what they have food food stuff and restaurants. They have a freezer going cold or or some you know uh, you could even have. Uh, Water damage. Uh, the, the possibilities are legio, uh, and, and it's just the, the imagination that sets the bound. We haven't seen that very much yet, but I think that might also be on the rise uh, to, to to COVID. Yeah, yeah, very clear. And probably the longer that this pandemic uh, takes, the more uh, people run into financial trouble and find other ways um, yeah, of generating revenue. We know from previous crises that... Uh, exactly, yes. Yeah, and, and if it, it's, uh, it, especially if it, it's... Uh, they, uh, the, the fraudsters know that we, we, because of COVID, we cannot always uh, travel uh, as much. So a lot of the, uh, the, um, the claims handling could be over the phone, and I uh, you know it's it, it's it's it it's a little bit difficult to uh, to uh, <clears throat> to detect because you can go to a restaurant and see if there's a, there's been a flooding, uh, but other cases, with you know, you can you can when, when our uh, investigators go out and visit people now, sometimes they have to stand outside and talk inside <laughs> through a window, uh, so they can't really come into the house because people won't let them in. Yeah, very hard. It's also a hard time for fraud investigators. <laughs> yes, obviously. yes. And if we look a little bit further ahead, um, what types of, of long-term uh, trends or what, what's the long-term impact of corona on insurance? I think you will see that 
we here also will move to more and more desktop uh, uh, work. And we say we stay in the office, uh, uh, desktop investigations, and uh, from that, of course, a subsequent increase uh, in our use of various digital tools, uh, fraud detection software and technology. But we will we will have to get used to staying more in the office uh, as opposed to going out on the road and and do as many things as possible from our desks or from home, wherever we work, uh, until the package is almost finished. Uh, and then we can go out and talk to a potential claimant or a potential fraudster, sorry, uh, and, 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 and investigate the, the, the event in real life. Yeah. So what would be your, your biggest advice to fraud investigators who should now prepare for a more remote way of doing their research? Well, they, it's, it's, it's really hard to give uh, a, a very, very good colleagues or very, uh, how do you say, uh, very experienced colleagues advice. But I would say, you know, they, the, the better they prepare and the more work they do uh, at, at at their desk, the better prepared they will be when they when they have to go out. And a lot, a lot of with, with the tools we have at hand uh, that uh, that are out there on the market, we can actually do a lot of work uh, sitting at our desk. You don't have to leave your desk. And then uh, we have to remember that we, and at the, in the end, we work for the for the for the customers, uh, for the insurance uh, customers, and uh, and trying to protect them. Uh, for the few bad people that there are, but they are there. Uh, so we, we, we need to stay vigilant and, and, and be the capable guardians that, we, that we're supposed to be. I like that thought. We should stay vigilant and protect the honest customers so uh, yes. and that we keep insurance on as well. Tommy, thank you very much. Enjoy talking to you and uh, hopefully see you soon in person. <laughs> you, you too, Joram. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the Frist Fraudcast on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to check out our other great insights on Frist.com. Frist.com.